get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. And it is our pleasure to be joined by John Morosi, MLB insider for MLB Network. Genuinely appreciate him joining us in what is an unbelievably busy time of the year for him. John, we appreciate the time as always. Let's start with the obvious. There was a report coming out of LA yesterday that the Dodgers have engaged in conversations with the Cardinals for Nolan Arenado. What is your understanding of the Cardinals' current approach with Nolan. Well, good morning, and thanks for the invitation to be on the show. As always, my friends, I really appreciate that. I think with respect to Nolan, my understanding is certainly the Dodgers are interested. They have been interested for years. Uh, Nolan, I think, has had a lot of interest in playing in his hometown. That's his hometown team. He grew up going to games there. All those things are true. The question is, from the Cardinals' perspective, what kind of deal would make sense? And uh, what, I, what I'll say is the Cardinals continue to tell people that they are not giving up on 2024, which means that any trade with Arenado would have to make them better for next year. That's a pretty high bar to, to clear, but I, I, I don't believe we can necessarily reject this possibility out of hand because I see some situations in which if you get the right pitchers back from the Dodgers or the Mariners in particular – that you could argue that your team would be better off in 2024 by making this trade because you could reconfigure your infield, move some of your younger infielders over to third base. We know that somebody's going to get traded because Mason Wynn is coming, and and I think that's a, it's the most natural thing for the Cardinals to do. You could also go out in the free agent market and try to sign a, a Matt Chapman or a Jamer Candelario. There, there are some scenarios where your overall roster is more balanced if you if you trade Nolan Arenado in this case. But what I would tell you in general, and, and this is my own opinion, is that the Cardinals are, are playing so dreadfully at the moment <laughs> that they're really not in a position to have a whole bunch of untouchables. I, I always say my, my response when someone says, oh, this, this team is this guy's off limits, this guy's off limits. Well, if you got that many guys who are off limits, why are you in last place? So that, that to me is, is the way I look at it. I, again, I think it's still likely – that Arenado is still a St. Louis Cardinal on August the 2nd, but I, I don't believe we can reject that possibility entirely right now. John, this is why I love you, sir, because you just nailed what I've been saying for so long with this Cardinals team. But when you talk about the pitchers in return, if Arenado was to be dealt, who are those pitchers that would make sense for the Cardinals to make that move? Well, I think it, the, with the Dodgers, it, whether it's Bobby Miller Grove, there are some young arms there that with the Dodgers have made a, a really big impact already at the major league level. I still think that the team that the, 
the Cardinals, even more so than the Dodgers, should probably be dealing with is, is the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are the team to go to if you need young pitching. Brian Wu comes to mind. Uh, Bryce Miller comes to mind. There's a lot of different possibilities there on that Mariner roster to where a young infielder going from Seattle to uh, – or from St. Louis to Seattle, rather, makes a lot of sense. And I'd put Nolan, because he's controllable on, on his long-term contract, fits into that bucket. It's, it, he's obviously not a rookie, but the, the point is you'd have him for a, a period of time. So that's how I look at that possibility. I, I think Seattle, uh, again, Kirby, I think, is probably off limits. Um, Logan Gilbert might be quite close to it. But, but that's where if I'm, if I'm the St. Louis Cardinals and if Seattle, I'm just saying theoretically, if they were to say, yeah, if, if we could get Arenado, we would, we would consider giving you Logan Gilbert. The Cardinals have to listen to that. This, the, the rotation, as you guys have seen more than me this year, is, is not good enough. And, and not only are they not good enough now, they're not even really close. I mean, so this, this, is a, this is a massive, comprehensive change that has to occur for this organization in the coming months. And, and when you're in a place as dire as the Cardinals are, I'm just not sure that, that you can really reject any sort of options out there. And you look at the way this Cardinal team has played progressively month after month. We've been all been waiting for this team to show, even for a solid six weeks, that they're close to being the team we, we thought they were. And they just haven't done it. So I, I think this is a kind of a, a trade deadline where the, the fact that they're one of the clear sellers in the, in the sport They've got to embrace that, lean into that, because there's a lot of teams, the Cubs are one example and some others, that are kind of trying to thread the needle. The Cardinals, the, the blessing here is that they've been so bad, there, 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 should be, there should be no mistaking what they need to do, guys. I mean, they, they've, got, they've got to, they have the blessing of clarity, as, as odd as that sounds. It is entirely clear to me what they have to do, and, and I'm not so sure that a quick express rebuild and bringing back 80% of the same roster next year is is the wise play right now. John, uh, speaking of Seattle, is it possible for the Cardinals to get any of those pitchers without trading Arenado or Goldschmidt? Well, I, that, that's a great question. And, and I, I, I do think that those are probably two of the guys that, that Seattle would, would be wanting right now. Uh, if you put together a, a, a package of multiple uh, guys, is, is it, if it's Donovan, uh, and Gorman or some combination there. I know that'd be a lot, but, but again, when you're, when you're not a very good team, you have to think about stuff like this. I, and I think that that's, that's where, if you're talking about the high-end guys, Kirby, I have a really hard time thinking he's getting, getting moved in any circumstance. Gilbert might be a little bit more available. You know, Miller and Wu are also really good. Uh, and I think you know, Wu has the kind of explosive fastball that we, just, that we don't see a lot of. I mean, in terms of just a guy that can harness it at a young age and has already shown he can do it at the major league level. I mean, I was yesterday, I was in Detroit for the amazing display of Otani. And before that game started, um, before that game began, I was in the dugout talking to Mike Trout and we were just talking about different situations and Trout said, and that Brian Wu has got really good stuff. So if Trout's saying that it's a pretty good demonstration of what, what he can do. And so again, I I think Wu Miller um, Gilbert, uh, I, I think there might be some ways that, that with, with those types of guys that Donovan and Gorman are, are in play, maybe even Carlson in the right circumstance. But I, I think those are, that's the, the general buckets of guys that we're talking about to where 
the Mariners and Cardinals, who have had a long time. They've been talking different situations for months, according to what I've been told. I think those are all scenarios that are at least on some level are in play. John Morosi is our guest here on 101 ESPN. You see him on MLB Network. He is at John Morosi on Twitter as well. He's an absolute must follow at all times, but especially this time of the year and especially this year with the Cardinals. As he said, I love the way you put it, John. They have the blessing of clarity. That's what <laughs> we've been trying to get across for the last few weeks, but it seems like the Cardinals, uh, there's mixed messaging coming out of St. Louis. One day it's, we're sellers. We got to get pitching, pitching, pitching. And then the next it's, well, we're considering an extension for Jordan Hicks we're potentially going to hold on to all of our young players and it feels like every day that we come on the radio John there's a new player that has been added to the quote-unquote untouchable list I wanted to ask you about how they value these young guys Donovan uh, Gorman Newt Barr etc when you talk with other teams do they get the impression that the Cardinals are overvaluing their young players again you know it's a great question because I think that a lot of the guys that we're talking about here they're they're good players. They're good everyday players. I think, and and some would argue, uh, you know, how to best utilize Newt Bar. Uh, you know, Donovan. I, I love his on base, and I think there's a lot of teams. You know, his his on base skill is is valuable. You look around the, the game, I, and the reason why I mentioned the Mariners a lot with him, they they've struggled with on base. They've got a, a quite quite a low on base. Even a team like the Brewers, they've got a pretty low on base percentage situation there where maybe and again that'd be a rare thing but but the brewers and cardinals would be a rare trade partner i think in this in this situation but there is a a mutual need because donovan just gives you on base and the brewers have struggled in that regard so i think i think that's where i I look to them as being in a good year all-star type players but are they are they franchise changing are we talking about a Julio Rodriguez? Are they Mookie Betts? Are they Freddie Freeman? No. I mean, I think they're, they're a notch or two below. And that's okay. Uh, I think you need to have uh, – you're not going to have nine Aaron Judges in the lineup. So I think you have to have a, a little difference in terms of how the lineup is constructed. But I, I don't think that they should be priced right now as, as MVP candidates because they're not. They're good players, but they're not – MVPs. They're not perennial all-stars from, from what I can tell right now, yet, what we've seen. And so I, I, I do think, and this is where you, know, you get into a bit of the, the, the politics of the trade deadline where some people will say, oh, the, the prices are too high. Oh, these guys are asking for too much. Whatever it is, we'll, we'll, find, we'll find out by, by August 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And that's where you know, this is not a year where the Cardinals can let this, this day pass by. I, I respect that John Mozeliak, Michael Gersh, they've got decisions to make, and, and, and this is where they've got to really do a lot of, a lot of significant work for the organization. But, but I, I do not believe it would be acceptable if we're talking on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning and they haven't done anything of consequence. You, you, the roster is what it is right now, and they've made some mistakes to get themselves to this point. They have to start to dig themselves out of this hole. Because it's 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 not acceptable when your team has played like this to have a deadline go quiet, and so we'll see. I'm I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and the benefit of doing something with these next five days, but it is not acceptable if on Tuesday night, ah, the the prices, you know, the the buyers are being ridiculous with what they were asking for, and and that was why we didn't do anything. That 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 to me 
would not be acceptable. I think we have to also realize at the same time, we don't get, this is not like reading the stock ticker. Like we don't know everything that's going on right now. And so I think that there's a certain element of, you know, these, these guys have, have been very good executives in the game for a long time. Give them the benefit of the doubt of some time to see what happens. But, but Tuesday evening is the time to, to show some results. And I think it's important to see what the Cardinals have to show for it by then. John, final one for you from me, and we appreciate your time. Mo has made it very clear that 2024, they're hoping can be the winning window still for them. Do you see a path that this Cardinals team has where they can get back into that competitiveness for 2024? I do. I do, but but they're going to have to, and, and I credit John Mozeliak for speaking publicly about this in, in recent days, they have got to fundamentally change the way they evaluate pitching. And, and, and that has to go from the draft through the minor leagues to the major league level. Um, they got to miss more bats. And, and strikeouts and power stuff is expensive uh, on, on the open market, which, again, is why when you've got some, some bats to move now and teams that need it, you, you need to really take advantage of that right now. And so I, I do think there is a, there is a pathway, but – but here's, here's where, and we've seen it, whether it's Steven Matz or other moves they've made, you cannot fix your rotation in one offseason by signing three new starting pitchers. Like, like that, that strategy does not work. So either you've got some guys that are close to the major leagues that you like and are willing to trust, or you've got to turn some of your bats into arms in the next three days. Like that has to be step one. I, I think there's going to be room for this team to sign somebody in free agency in, in the offseason, but it can't be like three or four somebody. That, that's, that's not a tenable strategy. You've got to start to do your work of the offseason has to begin between now and 6 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. All right, John, we'll get you out of here on this, and you can take this in whatever direction you would like. First of all, what are you hearing, if anything, on the Cardinals in terms of like what they're actually trying to do right now? And then secondarily for you, what does a successful deadline look like for the St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, they are, they are willing to listen on a lot of their guys. I, I saw the report today about Hicks potentially uh, being in play for Texas. I mean, I know there's a lot of teams out there looking for bullpen. The Dodgers want bullpen. I think that's another option and, and to watch their potentially the Cardinals moving some of their, uh, some of their pitching pieces that are, that are working well. I think whether it's Flaherty as well in Montgomery, you know, the, the, there's going to be interest in these guys. And, and I think uh, the Dodgers are one to carefully teams like Baltimore, Tampa, like all those arms are in play looking for both starters and relievers. And I think a successful deadline, I, I would say this at a bare minimum. And I mean, minimum, you've got to get one guy in, who, who John Mozeliak can say he is going to be in our rotation on opening day of 2024 at a minimum. And I really think that you should, you probably should be getting two guys about whom you can say that to be true. I mean, that's otherwise, otherwise think about it. If, if you don't get two guys and you're not even sure, okay, what's Libertor's role next year on opening day, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Think about if you get to the off season and you've not done work to where you've already got three or even four guys settled in the rotation, what are the agents going to be asking from you for that? They're going to know that you've got zero in terms of leverage because you're, you're just hoping for two or three guys to fill in your rotation. So that's where I need to get two legitimate starting pitchers for next year's rotation by the, by the time uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time arrives there on Tuesday. 
on the plus side, John, at least the Cardinals have never gone into an offseason with zero leverage for a position that they clearly needed and then ended up with a guy that a month into the season, they didn't want to play that specific position any longer. That's never <laughs> yeah, happened before, that, 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 and that it will not happen again. Happened before. <laughs> never happened. John, appreciate the time as always, man. We look forward to seeing all of your work over on MLB Network and reading you on Twitter as well at John Morosi. Thanks so much for the time today. Thanks to you as well. All the best, guys. Have a great weekend.